0: Hey guys, I just want to take a quick minute and do a series overview, and then each week I'm just going to post the message uh, underneath this recording, and that way you guys can easily access it if you have the link to this, but specifically I want to do this for you Francis, because I want you to be able to have an idea of where we're going in each message over the next uh, eight weeks as you think about song selection, things like that, and then I'm going to be thinking about songs and stuff too, um, and then... Um, I want to send it to everybody who's on the Monday night team just because, um, one, I want your guys' feedback. If there's stuff that you think would be great content or great passages or great whatever that I should be exploring, let me know that. But I just think you guys being aware of where we're headed as a church and what we're looking at is going to be really helpful. And so um, in this series, here's what I've kind of done. I've tried to lay it out in a way that says, here's the tools that we want to give people because I've told them, hey, we want to give you tools to help navigate the darkness. And so... Um, Each week, the title of the message is, you know, like Tool of the Week, the Bible, Tool of the Week, Prayer, Tool of the Week, Community, Tool of the Week, Whatever, and um, I'll send you the spreadsheet, or it's not a spreadsheet, I'll send you the Word document with these notes on it, but I just wanted you to have an idea um, with a little bit of explanation behind each thing. So, the first one is the Bible. Um, I'm going to look at Psalm 119, 105. Um, This is where he says, your word's a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Um, I really in the first week need to define darkness um, and define light. So darkness, so light is a little bit easier. Um, light, when you see light referred to in scripture, like Jesus says, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness." I just need to explain that that is a reference to eternal salvation. It is not a reference to like pain-free living, health, wealth, happiness. But the reality is, darkness, for the sake of our series, is not about um, eternal darkness like hell, but darkness for the sake of our series is a state of confusion, frustration, pain, or anxiety caused by internal and or external forces. Um, And so I'm just trying to lay that out for people that like, here's what we're referring to. How do we deal with that kind of darkness? When the lights don't come on, when we're frustrated with everything, what do we do? Um, And the reality is you can be surrounded by darkness, but obedience um, to God's word can illuminate your path. And it It doesn't, like, illuminate everything, but um, in that passage, if you read Psalm 19, 105-112, he doesn't only talk about your word is a lamp to my feet, but he talks about my obedience to your word is ultimately what lights up my path. And so um, I want to go back to what's the last thing God told you to do? We're going to lean into doing that. Um, And so when you don't know what else to do, do the last thing God said. And then John 8, 12 is what I was just referencing with Jesus saying he's the light of the world. And, uh, Andy Stanley gives some facts. I was listening to a light of the world message from Andy, um, doing some research and he gives some facts on like John and some of the pain and the frustration. John would have seen Peter and Paul both, um, uh, martyred. He would have um, witnessed, uh, the fall of Jerusalem. Like there's a lot of stuff Paul would, or not Paul, John would have witnessed before he writes this gospel. And, and so I just want to point that out because he doesn't write it from a place high on a hill. He writes it from a place of deep sorrow. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm going in week one. So my goal in week one is to define darkness, define light and point people to scripture and obedience to scripture being something that can illuminate their path. It doesn't illuminate everything, but it'll show you your next step to take. Week two is prayer. Um, this is Psalm 13. It's a lament Psalm of David. Um, and you can, you can check it out. It's only like five or six verses, but it's, uh, it 's all about praying in the midst of pain, and the idea that like this isn 't about informing God of our pain, so you 're not trying to like tell god what 's going on, you want to invite God into your pain. This is where I think prayer becomes a tool instead of just something we do. Um, the tool for navigating the darkness is learning to pray and invite God into the pain to to help you navigate the pain, and so um, you 're not I mean, you can ask him to take it away, but the reality is God doesn't always take it away. Sometimes he leads us through it. And so um, an invitation through prayer to God is an invitation for him to lead us through our pain, not for him just to remove it. Um, and the reality I want to lean into there is that prayer may not change your situation, but it does have the power to change you. And I wanted to think I want to use the example of Jesus in the garden, um, but I, I may go with something else. So if you guys think of something, that'd be great. Week three, community. Um, This is Mother's Day message. Um, I need a passage still, but um, I want to talk about searching for community in the darkness. And so kind of the analogy that I have in my head is like, if you're dealing with suffering, if you imagine you're in a room full of suffering, um, people struggling with the same thing that you are, but the lights are completely off and you can't see anybody. And in fact, you really can't hear anybody. And so... Um, you kind of just have to feel your way around to find people who are going through similar things as you. And this is what I think about. So um, there's a reality for moms that mothering is lonely because you're the only mom that your kids will ever have and you have to carry that weight that nobody else can carry for you. And um, the best thing you can do is find some other moms that you can lock arms with And be able to kind of not carry your weight, but carry all of your weights together. And so um, what I want to lean into is moms locking arms with other moms. People locking arms with other people. Kind of a fellowship of suffering um, that isn't just me too, but is finding people who have actually gone through your thing. So I think about Nadia not being able to have kids. Kim is not the best person to help her. Because in three years of marriage, Kim's been pregnant more than half the time. Like, it's not the most helpful. But how do we get um, Nadia around somebody else who struggled uh, to have children? And I thought about, like, Catherine Hill, who's a lady from that I knew from South Columbia. And, um, you know, one of the things I want to lay out for Nadia is kind of like the spiritual sabbatical. As she takes a break from worship leading, I want to give her some guided spiritual stuff but i want it part of that to be that she gets in community with people and this message isn't just for nadia but i really have been thinking about her because she's somebody who's hurting a lot and trying to navigate the darkness and the frustration of where she feels like she's let down by god and so um this idea of community community allows you to ask questions community allows you to um, be real community um is is fighting alongside of you and so I don't know exactly what the passage should be for that, but you guys can see the other notes that I made there. That's just kind of what we're thinking for week three. Um, week four coming out on Mother's Day is about wise counsel. So if week three was about you need to find people fighting alongside you, week four is you need to find some people who, can, who have gone ahead of you. And um, that Psalm 18 is what I'm thinking about, but Psalm 18 is about God as our rock and our refuge, a strong place in a time of need. And um, I want to make the point that like God is our rock. He is the one that we're ultimately going to cling to, but wise counsel is the foothold we use to climb. And so um, you know, you need more than community that fights alongside you. You need some um, part of your community needs to have gone ahead of you. And so I want to lean into the idea of wise counsel. I'm trying really hard, I didn't say this earlier, but I'm trying really hard in this series to not teach passages I've taught before. Um, maybe I've referenced before, but not that I've like really leaned hard into and, and fully taught. And so that's why I'm picking some different things that you guys might not have heard me talk about because I've just been trying to do research and, and think through how do I use more of the Bible than my most familiar passages. Um, week five is leading others. So week three is people fighting alongside you. Week four is some people who are going ahead of you. Week five is if you're reaching ahead in week four and grabbing the hand of the person ahead of you, you need to also be reaching behind you and grabbing the hand of the person behind you. Um, Because one of the things that will help our spiritual growth, one of the things that will help us more than most things is leading before we feel ready. Um, Like, allowing God to equip us. It shows us where we're lacking. It answers questions for us that we didn't think we had. I mean, I go back to like sharing the gospel as one of the best ways of solidifying your own faith. Because it forces you to answer questions that you may not have thought of. Or forces you to push through things that you may not be working through. And so, um, Matthew 5 comes out of the Beatitudes. I'll be teaching part of the Beatitudes here. Uh, if not most of them. But it's about being a light in the darkness. And um, and that's uh, Memorial Day. And so... Um, I'm honestly, I'm trying to figure out on Memorial Day, how do I get other people on stage? Um, is this a message that could be taught by somebody else? It's a pretty straightforward passage. Um, is this something that, that somebody could really speak into? And so if you guys have some content, I'd love to hear it. Um, and I may ask you to be part of helping me preach it. Um, week six is on boundaries. So you're coming out of relationships, but it comes into boundaries. Luke 11 um, is all about the light that comes into us, and and Jesus like gives this warning that make sure that it, the light that um, it's, it talks about like the eye, the eye is the passageway into the the soul, and the idea that like um, light coming in is illuminating the whole body. But he says make sure that the light that you're that you're taking in is actually the real, true light. And so what I want to lean into is like all of the artificial lights that we can chase. So Savannah the quote that you had um, that we used on Easter about chasing artificial lights and then just what else there is about artificial light. And so um, the last thing I want to lean into with artificial light is I think there's a big artificial light of religion and it's just a matter of like rule following and doing all that as if, as if following the rules is going to just take care of everything. And so um, I'll paraphrase, if you read Luke 11, 37-54, I'll paraphrase what Jesus is talking about, but he just gets on the Pharisees about, you guys are like chasing an artificial light of religion, and it's not helping anyone, including you. Um, and the idea is you need boundaries, and the reason that's all about boundaries is you need boundaries so that you don't chase artificial light, um, and you make sure you're moving towards the true light. So, that'll be week 6, 7 is on patience. Uh, Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I want to lean into that and the story of Isaiah, the prophet, because Isaiah is told nobody's going to listen to you. Um, you're going to prophesy and people aren't going to listen, but future generations are going to be impacted. And so um, how do we deal with the fact that like we want something to change, but it isn't changing yet? How do we deal with the fact that we want the lights to desperately come on, but they just haven't yet? I think, and I have some stories around this, But I think one of the most crushing things for us is when we hope for something and it's not realized in the time frame we expected. And so how do we have faith um, and hope without an unrealistic expectation that sets us up for failure? And so um, I just want to lean into, you know, you have no idea how to measure your influence at times. You have no idea how to measure your success. Um, Things can be happening that you can't see and you just need patience to avoid giving up. But I don't think it's just a matter of patience. I think it's a matter of um, patient faith. And the reality, I'm not going to let go of my faith, but I'm going to have a clear expectation around what God's doing. And so um, that's week seven. And then week eight, to wrap up the entire series, this is Father's Day, is on faith. Um, And the tool is faith. So 2 Kings 6 uh, tells this um, really cool story. It's uh, Elisha and his servant. Um, and they're surrounded. The the, the people, um, the army coming against them, The Ar- I, think it's, I think it's the Araminians, um, are coming against them. And it says that they've surrounded them because what would happen is every time they went to attack, Elisha would say, hey, they're going to go there or they're going to go here. And they would move the whole army and the, and the king on the other side was getting really frustrated. And he said, how do they know we're going? And they said, well, it's because of the prophet. And so basically they do whatever it takes to get to Elisha. And Elisha says... Um, okay, like they're coming at us, but Elisha's servant wakes up in the morning and is completely surrounded by the other the other king's army, and he goes, "Sir, what are we gonna do?" And he goes, "Well, open your eyes, because they're surrounded too." And it's this really cool story in in Second um, Kings six, where what what happens is Elisha winds up praying for his servant, and he says, "God, open his eyes that he would see your presence." And the reality is. Like, God had an army lined up that was surrounding the army that was surrounding them. And I want to lean into this idea that, like, when you feel surrounded, you need to be aware that um, God may have that enemy surrounded, too. And uh, I want to really challenge dads um, to prioritize their faith um, and to challenge their family to prioritize faith, to help them have faith when they're in the dark, like, Dad, you need to be praying prayers for your kids that are like, man, God, help them to see where you're present even though they don't see it right now. And so um, I've been trying to think through that a little bit. But um, the reality for me with faith is that faith sees things that others don't see. So we need a model of faith that invites others to see what they can't see on their own and, um, and help people persevere in their faith. Uh, they're at the bottom of my... Uh, notes, you see some other verses that I, I thought of with light and some different things that I've been studying. If there's stuff that comes to mind for you, if there's things that are sparked in this, if there's something that you go, man, I just think that's going to be heretical. Let me know now. Um, one of the things I'm really excited about with this series is it's eight weeks, which gives me time. So I'm not going to pack messages full of like 45 minutes worth of stuff. My goal is to get messages between like 30 and 35 minutes So it's going to shorten a little bit of what we do. And I would rather people walk out similar to what they did on Easter and go, man, you were preaching really good. I wish you'd have kept going. I'd rather them be wanting, leaving wanting more than feeling like I went three minutes too long. And so um, if you guys can give me some feedback, that would be super helpful. And then I'm going to record the message um, probably tomorrow. I'll record the message uh, for... This coming week and the intro, but I've been able to talk through it a lot with Kim, so I don't have as much feedback that I'm going to need. But anyway, guys, thanks so much, and I will uh, talk to you soon.